Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The guys are busy reconnecting, so we'll get Tom Murphy on, and uh, I'll ask him a few questions. We'll start off with uh, Grant Nelson, Tom. Have you heard anything further? Because he hasn't actually chose Arkansas or Alabama yet, has he? Uh, not that I'm aware of, and yeah, there was a it heated up a couple of days ago when there were some reports that he, uh, you know, Alabama was going to land him. But interestingly enough, things that have kind of cooled off. Um, I'm plugged in on a couple of other different things I'm working on, so I'm not like there could be some up to the minute things happening that that I'm not aware of. But um, yeah, that that one was kind of strange, and what a great ad he would be if the Razorbacks somehow wind up with him. What do you work on in the summer, Tom, when there's not, uh, you know, football, basketball, baseball going on? <laughs> well, it's funny you ask. Uh, I'm actually working on my house quite a lot and um, working on a couple of projects that I think are going to come out next week in the paper. Of course, we always have our um, Hog Future series, which uh, are probably going to get off to uh, as late of a start as, as they ever have. Um, where we, you know, write features on the freshman incoming class. So, you know, it's, it's funny that the changing dynamics of building college football rosters have have led to interesting things, where, whereas there's more transfers, impact guys who are transferring in who are going to play. I mean, you think of the Trey John Jeffcoats and the Antonio Greers and John Morgans and those receivers uh, versus the freshman class. And Sam Pittman is kind of um, – He's kind of talked about how um, he, it's like belated concern over we still want to have a lot of freshmen. We want to build with our freshmen. Um, we, we can't, you know, exclude them or, you know, like downplay them coming on board. But if you're not on top of the portal these days, you're in trouble. And so it looks to me like I, I want to say they added 20 freshmen in this class and a bunch of portal guys. And I'm not sure how many of the freshmen are going to um, add in and, um, and you know, be, be contributors, be in the two deep. There seem to be a few. But um, it's just weird the dynamics of uh, current recruiting um, are, are as much in, important on what you do through the portal and, and those type of, of additions as they are what you do in signing your class. Tom Murphy joining us from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. We're back, baby, from Guatney Chevrolet. We had a little technical snafu there, Tom. So sounds like you guys were talking football, and we talked about it yesterday a little bit, the way Arkansas' schedule came together this week, and we were all uh, pretty pleased, actually, the way things shook out for Arkansas with the announcement of the 24th schedule. <laughs> they got a whole year to play football, of course, beforehand, but you know what they say, Tom, it just means more. So we're already excited about what's happening <laughs> next year. Well, we are. I mean, it's just there, there was such fanfare about it because, you know, you got two new teams coming in. Who might get the shaft? You know, who might get the toughest end? And I'm actually right now writing a piece and ranking all of the 16 teams and who got the toughest schedule and such. And in my view, yeah, Arkansas, not not too bad. I mean, they only play one of the teams that finished in the top four of the SEC last year. And there was a, a pretty clear delineation, if you ask me, between Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Tennessee, and then the rest of the league. And they only got they only draw one of those, which uh, is LSU, and they drop Bama, and they're adding Texas, but it's a home game. So it looks to me like 
after what the league did to Arkansas in 2020 by giving them Georgia at home and Florida on the road that maybe they threw a little olive branch at them by giving them a Texas game at home. Of course, we know that it'll be made up with a road game later, but yeah, all in all, I don't think Arkansas got like the easiest schedule. I really think that the 2012 editions, um, Texas A&M and Missouri got basically the easiest schedule. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the home schedule? Well, for Arkansas, I mean, it's, I think it's tremendous. Uh, you know, Kentucky would have been, you know, they were slated to be on the 24th schedule. And I thought I would have liked to have seen that left alone because they played Kentucky the fewest times of any other SEC team since they've gotten in the league. However, you know, where will Tennessee be in 2024? It looks like they'll still be pretty good under Josh Heifel. They got a home game against them, so there'll be a lot of hype. Um, you know, Razorback Stadium should be packed. And, uh, you know, and then you got Texas at home. And um, I'm not looking at it right now, but it's, it's a great home game, right? Yeah, LSU and Ole Miss. I mean, you can't complain um, about that. So, I, all in all, Arkansas did not get a bad turn from the league office. No, my point was if you took maybe a, a poll of fans – I bet the top four, you know, uh, finishers in that poll would be, as far as rivals and games you would like to see in, in Fayetteville, would be Texas, LSU, Tennessee, Ole Miss. I don't know if you, you could have gotten four better home games. Well, you know what? I hadn't thought about it that way, but you're right. Uh, I mean, um, yeah, an old-time rival in Texas, their long-time Thanksgiving weekend opponent in LSU. Of course, the border, border rival game um, against Ole Miss, so – yeah, I mean that's and then Tennessee, a, a, a budding power who once was a um, um, pro, annual crossover of Arkansas when they first joined the league. So yeah, that's a great home place. Something just occurred in my little peanut-sized brain, Tom. Do you know what next year is going to be? The 25-year no. anniversary of the '99 Redemption game. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, you know Sterner and Lucas ought to show up for that. They ought to start planning that right now. Um, and I need no, David they might be on top Barrett. Of David Barrett, who set the tone with the pick six early. Absolutely. Yep. You know, and that that was a – Tennessee had really kind of owned them. And then Arkansas had the chance in 98, and, boy, I was watching that game. Um, they had the chance to, you know, derail Tennessee's championship season, really should have. And so, yep, redemption the next year. It was, it was I- beautiful for the Razorbacks. I will never forget this, and this is how long ago it was, kids. This is uh, two different bars that were are both closed now. Uh, and I'm not an alcoholic, but I did spend time in two different bars for that game because I was working at Channel 7 that Saturday. Started out at the Underground Pub, and people were going absolutely cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. So excited about Arkansas getting out there and kicking Tennessee's butt early on. Things were going great. And then we were all set for Arkansas to win the game, and we were live at Beck's in West Little Rock. And I'm doing a live shot in there. And right before we came on, the fumble. And then by the time they came to me live, there were about five people left in there, and they were pissed off. And it was pretty <laughs> terrible television, I'm going to tell you. The good old oh, it, it would have been so much better if that play had not happened. But that's just yes. one of those moments in Arkansas football that, you know, that, that one hurt. Yeah, it sure did. Hey, uh, can we switch the hoops here, uh, Tom? And, you know, we had uh, Grant Nelson. There was the rumor, social media rumor going around, that he had already, you know, officially settled on Alabama. 
and then that was refuted shortly thereafter. And I think we all expected within the next 24 to 36 hours there'd be an announcement. Well, we're sitting here Friday, a few days later, and still no answer. What do you what do you think's going on there? And yeah, what's your gut feel for where he ends up? Well, it's bizarre. And Christian was asking me about that too, right at the top. Um, and you're right. I, it is. It's a weird scenario, and it it almost feels like the family like decided to kind of you know, go back to the drawing board or just, like, re- reevaluate everything when the reports were out about the Alabama thing. So, I don't know. I mean, I have not heard anything I- I- inside that, you know, Arkansas still got a chance or whatever. Uh, but just the idea that you could still add him, seemingly, um, wouldn't that be Wouldn't that be something? Mm-hmm. Be uh, quite the turnaround right there. Tom, who do you like at the College World Series? You know, guys, uh, I had a buddy who covered Kirk Starlews out in California and said he was one of the coolest guys he's ever covered. And, of course, he was here with the Horn Frogs two weeks ago, and I got the same impression, just a cool guy. Their lineup was just on fire at that time, and they, they start with Oral Roberts tonight, which that's not a bad draw, uh, you know, kind of a, a newbie to the deal. And so – I I, I like them. I um I, I hope they win it, um, but I'm not sure if they will. I, there's some other teams that are hot. Wake Forest might be so hard to beat, and um, so I don't know. That's just my thought. I, I I'm going to be kind of pulling for TCU, and if not, if they don't do it, then maybe one of the league teams, but maybe maybe not for LSU. <laughs> yeah, Tennessee LSU uh, <laughs> to me is going to be a fun game to watch. You think of a team that was able to beat not necessarily Paul Skeens, but beat LSU the day Paul Skeens was pitching, Arkansas, and they did it twice. Mm-hmm. Tennessee could be a team that does that. You know, uh, they, they have enough hitting. They have enough pitching uh, to keep it a low-scoring game. You know, to me, that's how you'd, you'd have to win is a low-scoring game against Paul Skeens because you're not going to get a whole lot. Uh, but maybe that's Tennessee that can uh, be uh, take some notes from Arkansas and find a way to beat LSU. That's a that's a great point, and the Skeens versus Dolander matchup. Uh, you think the scouts are going to be salivating over that one, or what, man? So that should be great. And it's funny, um, yeah. Arkansas won both its games that Paul Skeens pitched. They kept it low scoring in the first one. Um, you know, with Hagen, I think it was Hagen. No, uh, with Hunter Holland on the mound, they kept it low scoring, and then blew up on him in the tenth inning. Blew up on the bullpen, and then in the next one. They used the Holland and Hagen-Smith combo to beat him in the tournament. And I, I got a kick out of Jay Johnson in Hoover saying, yeah, that's twice they beat us with using those two guys. Meaning, like, they had to throw their best at us just to beat us. And uh, hmm. so, yeah, you're right. Tennessee, the year after they were supposed to, you know, the, the year after, their 2021, their 2022 was Arkansas's 21, where they just dominated and then Arkansas, you know, doesn't make the College World Series. And Tennessee did the same thing, and Notre Dame beats them, and they don't make the World Series. So maybe maybe they're going to be uh, riding, you know, the expectations and, and have a chance to do something in this one. And like Arkansas, Tennessee had to go on the road in the regionals and the super regionals to get to the College World Series the following year. Yep, that's right. Uh, Tom, we're going to run 1149, and uh, we appreciate you flexing for us today. Dog is obviously ready for your attention. Anyhow, so the timing is perfect. 
<laughs> Wish you the uh, great, guys. Most, re- most relaxing of weekends. We will talk to you soon, buddy. Same to you guys. Take care.